It's the Lost Years Pod. Lost Years Pod. Running through this show called Boy Meets World is what we're doing. Sit and tell your friends who will always stand by you. It's the Lost Years Pod. Hello and welcome to the Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast. I'm Tay. I'm Sid. And welcome to season three, episode six. Woo. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I just woke up from a nap. <laughs> I was just listening to our three, four episode when at the end uh-huh. we just went on a big rant about High School Musical. Uh, yeah. And it, it made me immediately listen to I Don't Dance because we were talking <laughs> about it and I miss that song so much. And did you ever notice on Spotify, if you listen through Spotify, mm-hmm. that they credit the name of the characters instead of the people that were actually singing, aka the actors. <laughs> no, I did not notice that. Is that true? I'm looking at. I mean, I believe you, but <laughs> on Spotify, it's weird as heck. But it's funny because in I don't dance. It says Ryan in lowercase, and then it says Chad all in uppercase. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Why? <laughs> no clue. <laughs> Oh, and also not always because gotta go my own way is Zac Efron, Vanessa Hutchins, and Disney. And Disney. <laughs> and Disney. Fabulous. Sharpay Evans, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. And then this when you click silly. on Chad, it's like not anything to do with the character. It's just some other. <laughs> Man, that's funny. Why doesn't Ryan have a last name? <laughs> it's not cool enough. Why like doesn't Sharpay get- Evans? <laughs> Also, what time is it is attributed to their real names and not the characters? Yeah, I have no idea what's up, but that cracked Spotify, me up when I was looking at it. <laughs> what's going on, man? What are you guys doing over there? You silly gooses? I tried. I tried to cut some of the high school musical stuff down. I literally couldn't. Never should. There was no really good place to do it, frankly. And it was funny. Like all of it was funny. I don't I'm sorry. I'm not, but like I am, you know? Yeah. Also fun fact, high school musical two, the soundtrack, just because I was intrigued and looked it up and I wanted to make sure like was this a normal thing or was this with the names? Like did they do that Mm -hmm. on purpose? But you're right, they had some of them were mixed. But I found out it debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. The album sold 625,000 copies in its initial week of release. (laughs) Yeah, man. It was a cultural phenomenon. I just loved it. But I love seeing stats that back it up. It's like everybody loved it. (laughs) We we did. It was the moment, like truthfully. We cannot do another High School Musical cast. What are you nostalgic for this week? Uh, I'm nostalgic for Club Penguin. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't know what made me think about it. It might have been a TikTok. It was that TikTok. It had to have been. (laughs) (laughs) It was. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember I I played that way too much growing up, but also Mm -hmm. not enough (laughs) because uh, I had the membership status that was like you actually got to pay and then you had all of the clothes. Somebody's red. (laughs) We weren't. I just asked my mom. (laughs) My mom never in a million years would have paid for me to have Club Penguin. (laughs) But it was so fun just getting your little igloo and decorating it and then having your little puffin or not puffin, puffle. Sorry. 
Of um, course. But like playing Mancala in that game and just dancing oh in that game and yeah, the dancing, everything about it. I had recently played it a couple of months ago because someone re-put it on the internet. <laughs> what? Yeah. So I was playing it and I forgot how much I loved it. And it's not like the exact same because uh, they had to restore it and sure. some things were lost. But they might have restored a lot of it since I was last playing it. But I just loved it. I was doing all the spy stuff. Like I was having a great old time. I'm looking up Club Penguin right now. <laughs> yeah, you'll play this it This might be this. what I do for stream tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Club Penguin rewit- rewritten as a fan-made recreation of Disney's Club Penguin. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe it's this. Wow. <gasps> but it's the exact same, baby. Just not How did Disney. they do this? I have no idea. <laughs> I was shocked. It looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Oh my God, I'm playing Club Penguin tomorrow. Are you kidding me? You're welcome. <laughs> well, unfortunately for all of you listening, this is in the past, but I will be playing Club stream tomorrow (laughs) wow that's awesome yeah there were just so many fun things about it i loved whenever you initially got on when it was like first coming out and they were releasing Mm -hmm. all the newspapers that were telling you like what was coming out that week and here's all the events that are coming up and everyone was just really into it and all the servers were always full all the time and like sometimes you didn't even get into servers because everybody loved club penguin Penguin standard time. I'm losing my mind. (laughs) How does this exist still? That's crazy. Yeah. That's so cool. I can't believe that somebody just... Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Oh, I'm so happy now. (laughs) Thank you. Of course. What are you nostalgic for? (laughs) The television show H2O. Just add water. Good. We also discussed this in before, and I'm glad that you're expanding on it. (laughs) It's like one of a few things that I've had on a list where I'm like, if I really, really, really can't think of anything, I will use something on this list. But also, it's really good. Like, I'm not... (laughs) Let me be clear. This show was great. Okay? Great. It was very fun and very... Until Emma left. And then it was kind of a mess. Oh, yeah. I don't know why they kept doing it after she left. (laughs) Um, H2O, if you do not know, is a... I think it was originally from Australia. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Based television show about three girls with like kind of different personalities. I don't know if they were even all friends before they became uh, mermaids, but they accidentally, I don't remember how they all became like why they were, why they were the three of them because they had such contrasting personalities, but like, which was like part of their whole thing. They, they accidentally fell into this thing called the moon pool and became mermaids and it was just about like their shenanigans. Anytime they touched water, they would turn into a mermaid, regardless of like how much water, if and if they didn't dry off fast enough, they would immediately sprout a tail. And um... <laughs> what we watched as kids is so fun yeah. to me. <laughs> but it was also, I think, that, I want to say that they were in like high school mm-hmm. because there was also like some really fun like tropes of like enemies to lovers like best friends to lovers i don't know what emma didn't have a boy she must have at some point had some sort of boy but like not nearly as um notable as like ricky and zane or um cleo and what was her boy's name daniel or something i can't remember i want to go watch the show again now you just said every single name and i was like oh yeah i can't remember his name lucas it's something generic (laughs) 
I uh, I've talked before about how I, I used to swim back in the day and in the mm-hmm. summer and my friends and I used to play H2O at the pool. So we oh, were yeah. those kids that were swimming around like mermaids. And so anytime that I also see anything nostalgic like that on TikTok where people are talking about it, I'm like, I yeah. relate to you. I understand. I love to be a mermaid. It was cool. Like, it was cool. <laughs> and then they also had like cool powers. Like Cleo could uh, control like the movement of water, mm-hmm. Emma could freeze stuff, and Ricky could like heat stuff, which was fun and weird and interesting. <laughs> and it was just like their shenanigans being mermaids, like trying to decide which people they trusted to tell them. At one point in like the later seasons, there was this girl named Charlotte who was terrible, and she started dating Cleo's ex at the time who was that guy and then she became a mermaid and they were like the three of us have been doing this for years and you just became a mermaid and you want to like be up all in our thing (laughs) and um man charlotte was terrible she was like not even a she she was a bad person like she was a bad person (laughs) she was mean anyway (laughs) h2o it was a really good show i had fun me and my sister watched it had a really good theme song and um, really just solid, solid, solid show all the way around, I think. H2 show. Boo. That was nothing. Can we move? No. Can we go on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. All right. Season three, episode six is titled This Little Piggy. The episode aired on November 3rd, 1995. It was directed by Jeff McCracken and was written by Michael Jacobs, April Kelly, and Mark Blutman. The synopsis is, Sean, Corey, and Topanga end up getting into a heated argument after Sean takes it upon himself to adopt a homeless pig and bring it back to the apartment. Yeah. Yeah. That one's pretty good. (laughs) All right. So we start in school. Sean comes running down the hall and says, Corey, remember that goldfish I used to have? And Corey asks the turtle. And Sean goes, yeah. Well, I finally replaced him. And he calls out, here, boy. And a little pig comes running down the hallway. Sean asks what he thinks. And Corey says, wow, I'd hate to have to flush him down the toilet. Corey leans down to pet it. And Sean says, last night I was out at the trailer park digging around the sludge where our house used to be when I found this little guy gnawing on my Uncle Sal's old peg leg. And Corey's like, how's he get around without it? Sean says, who said anything about without it? Sal was there. He just never noticed the pig. <laughs> Corey's like, I see what's going on. I'm spending way too much time with Topanga. And this is your subtle way of telling me that I can be replaced with a common pig. Sean's like, come on, Corey. As flattered as you are, this pig has nothing to do with you. The bell rings and Sean picks up the pig and says, come on, little Corey, time for class. And Corey's <laughs> like, Sean. Sean goes, it was the first name that popped into my head. Topanga walks up and says, oh, he's so adorable. What's your name, cute fella? And Sean says, his name's little Corey. Topanga looks at Corey and says, I can see that. And then asks, <laughs> where'd you get him? Sean tells her he found him. And she says, well, we have to find a nice home for little Corey. Sean's like, he has one with me. Topanga's like, no, I mean a proper home where he can run around. Sean says, he can run around with me. And she says, come on, Sean, you really think you know how to raise a pig? He says, Topanga, it sounds like you're trying to tell me what to do. She rebuts, it sounds like someone should. Corey then jumps in with, guys, guys, lighten up. I mean, any way you slice it, it's only a pig, right? They both look at him like slightly offended slash horrified. And he goes, (laughs) what? And that's the end of the scene. (laughs) I liked how they ended that. I love this little pig as soon as he came around the corner. It was yeah. adorable. The The fact, one, that Sean is just picking around at the trailer park again, just mm-hmm. by himself, and just seeing where his house was, was very sad to me at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> and the idea that, you know, he, he didn't take the pig, like, just because of Corey, but that he named it Corey, because, like, Corey's the only thing that he could think about, was really sweet mm-hmm. and sad at the same time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But Topanga also rolled in there with a Canadian tuxedo on. She did! (laughs) 
which was fantastic. But by the end of the scene, I was like, I sense a predicament that's unfolding. <laughs> and so this is just, this is how it's going. This is indeed how it's going. Let's see how it keeps going. <laughs> The next scene, we're still at school. Sean is talking about how fun having a pig is, and Corey's like, fun's over. Look who's coming. And Sean says, "Uh uh-oh, Feeny. And the pig, who is now dressed in like a full outfit and backpack, (laughs) runs over into a little doggy door in Sean's locker to hide. They're both shocked, and Corey asks, you taught him that? Sean says, no, he just knows. And they both kind of stand in front of the locker and greet Feeny. And Corey says, no farm animals here. And Feeny says, yes, well... The day is young. <laughs> Very confused look and walks away. Oh, God. Eric then runs up and says, Mr. Feeney, imagine finding you here. And Feeney says, I work here. What can I do for you, Mr. Matthews? Eric says, I've been thinking about school, trying to pick the right one for me. And he shows him a brochure and Feeney reads, Girls of the Ivy League. And then says, goodbye, Mr. Matthews, and turns to walk into the magic door, which today is his office once again. Eric stops him and is like, wait, have you heard of a college called Yale? And Feeney thinks for a second and then says, you mean Yale? It's like, yeah, is that one any good? And he says, it's one of the finest universities in the country. Eric, hear my words. It's no party school. And Eric says, oh, excuse me, Mr. Feeney, but according to this girl here sitting on the raft reading the physics book, Yale rocks. And he says, Eric, Yale has one of the highest admission standards in the country. And Eric says, drats. He's like, have you thought about applying to someplace more accessible? Maybe a state school? Maybe a preschool. And then he goes, all right, look, Mr. Feeney, I have a question that I'm going to need a yes or no answer to. How many people get into Yale every year? (laughs) I'm just like, one of my favorite things that's ever been said on this show. It's so funny. Feeney thinks for a second and then answers, no. And Eric says, oh, you got to know somebody there. And Feeney says, well, yes, I do. But believe me, Mr. Matthews, it would take more than your grades to get you into Yale. And he starts to walk into his office again. And Eric goes, oh, I'm hearing what you're saying, Mr. Feeney. And I'm winking right back at you. Feeney says, please don't. Finally goes into his office. And that's the end of the scene. Oh, man. A lot with this one. (laughs) Fun goof time. In the previous episode... Corey's locker was given that locker genie by Janet or Brad, if you remember. And when his locker is shown in it, it's a half locker. But in Mm -hmm. this one, it's a full-length locker again. full locker. Yeah. On top of this little door that is now installed. (laughs) They have done that a few times where they switch between them being long lockers and uh, like half lockers. And also the location of their lockers. Because Sean's locker at one point was the big one that they kept stuffing kids into for a while. Like the, the lockers are... Just like the magic door, always changing. <laughs> You'll never notice. Uh, I did love the little pig in clothes. That mm-hmm. was very unexpected and random because uh, it barely happens again in this episode. I know. I don't think it's like a one-off. <laughs> but with Eric and Feeney, I don't know what it is. I I understand, or I didn't understand. I guess at the beginning of the series, whenever they were always making it a big deal with Eric about like oh his hair and everything. Because back then I was like. Or with the first season, it was like, I don't know. And this episode, I was like, his hair is gorgeous in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really threw me for a minute. Um, it's glistening. <laughs> and I know I made the prediction that Eric doesn't go to college, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be hilarious if he did somehow get into Yale just based on this freaking conversation. Imagine. Uh, being the character that he is. <laughs> and asking that damn yes or no question with the number. <laughs> so funny every time i watch it i cackle out loud it's so funny especially because feeney genuinely thinks about it. he's like 
no. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. I love it so much. Okay, next scene. We are at Turner's place. Turner is lying on the couch napping while the pig licks his face and he calls out, cat, oh, Catherine, you wild woman. The pig squeals, waking him up, and he kind of starts like spitting and says, Hunter, we had an agreement. He can't kiss me anymore. Sidebar, he's dreaming about Catherine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's been, at this point, seemingly like a whole summer and some time, and he's still dreaming about Catherine. Sir, you good? (laughs) Clearly not, Tay. Do you have something you want to talk about? (laughs) Um, Sean looks a little guilty and Turner goes, we went over the ground rules. You can keep the pig. And Sean cuts him off with, ah, little Corey. And Turner continues, little Corey. But he's all yours. I don't want to raise him. I don't want to hear from him. Do we understand each other? Sean agrees. But as Turner starts to leave the room, he whispers, pig hater. And Turner turns and says, uh, I heard that. And then goes. Sean then starts to feed the pig a bottle. It's very cute. Corey comes in and says, how's little Corey doing? And the pig burps and keeps eating. And Sean says, better now. Corey's like, well, I bought him a present. And Sean says, that's nice. But it's not his birthday till... Ah, heck, it's his birthday today. Corey pulls out a squirrel bank and Sean's like, what, they didn't have any piggy banks? And Corey says, well, I didn't think something where you shove metal into a pig's back would be all that appealing to him. Sean says, smart. Hey, listen, I think I'll be able to hook up with you in Topanga at Chubby Slater. Cool. And Corey asks if he's going to leave little Corey all alone. And you think that's a good idea? And Sean says, oh, yeah, it's all here in what to expect when you're raising a pig and holds up a book. (laughs) Corey flips through the book and reads when to tell your pig about bacon. Sean's like, Corey little ears. And Corey says, listen, about tonight, Topanga's still upset about you keeping a pig in the apartment. Sean asks little Corey to excuse them, and the pig walks into the back room. It's very cute. He, like, slides <laughs> around on the hardwood. Very well-trained pig. Sean tells Corey it's none of Topanga's business. Corey agrees and says that he told her that, and Sean thanks him, and he continues, then I told her you'd probably find a good home for him in a couple days, right? Sean asks why he said that, and Corey's like, come on, who keeps a pig in an apartment? Sean rebuts, I do, and you seemed okay with it this morning before you talked to your girlfriend. Corey's like, give me a break. I'm not here to take anyone's side. I love the little sow. Didn't his Uncle Corey show up with a gift? Sean says, I don't know why Topanga has a problem with this. I mean, nobody else does. Turner walks back out of the back room and says, Hunter, I got a problem with your pig. Left me a little gift on my pillow. And Sean asks, was there a card? Turner just gives him a look and leaves. And that's the end of the scene. Uh, The only note that I actually have written down for this scene was Mackin' with a pig. (laughs) (laughs) And I had other thoughts, but I just didn't write them down. I love that Topanga at the beginning of this episode is like talking pretty much about like, well, someone has to tell you to not do that, right? And Turner, he's living with Turner. And even though at the end of this, they're like, I have a problem with the pig, but yeah. he knows about it. And he's right. okay it's with it. It's not like it. he's hiding the pig. <laughs> yeah. Like that would be one thing if it was like some crime that Sean was committing of like, oh, I can't tell anybody. But Turner's clearly aware and everything's still okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. I have I have a, a lot to say about this, but we haven't gotten to the crux of it yet, so I'm yep. going to leave it. The next scene, we are in Feeney's backyard. He is tending to his garden when Eric walks out of his house and says, Mr. Feeney, imagine finding you here. Feeney responds, I live here. And Eric laughs and says, <laughs> you stop that. Anyway, I was thinking about what you said about how you had friends at Yale, and I was wondering what it would take for a man like George Feeney to, oh, look what Eric dropped as he like pulls an envelope out of his pocket and drops it 
on the ground. They both just look at it, and Eric's like, aren't you going to pick that up? And Feeney says, why? Eric dropped it. <laughs> Eric picks up the envelope and says, here you are, Mr. Feeney, a gift. Feeney opens the envelope to two box seats to tomorrow's opera and asks, is this a bribe? And Eric's like, no, 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 this isn't a bribe. This is me doing something nice for you, hoping that someday you'll do something nice for me. And coughs Yale a couple of times. Feeney says, Mr. Matthews, I will do something nice for you. Places like Yale embrace young people with culture. Eric goes, I'm liking what I'm hearing, Mr. Feeney. Feeney says, good, so I'll pick you up at 7.30 and starts to go at his house. And Eric's like, Feeney, say what? And Feeney responds, Feeney, say 7.30. And that's the end of the scene. <laughs> Again, I always just love the two of them together in any scene. But I love the little interaction that they have when he drops it and they just keep looking at each other and like looking yeah. at it on the ground. It, it goes on for a little bit and it's very it funny. It does, yeah. Um, but also John Adams High, where bribing teachers and principals is somehow just the norm. <laughs> It's regular. Like, <laughs> was What's it, up it with was that? like last episode or two episodes ago that they were bribing for college recommendations. It's so silly. Exactly. There's, I've never, I just asked my teachers. <laughs> you just and they kindly said, and yeah. politely ask. <laughs> yeah, because we had a rapport and they were like, absolutely, I will write you a college recommendation letter. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Next scene, we're in Chubby's. Sean is with the pig in the back room and makes a joke to a bunch of girls who laugh. And then Corey and Topanga walk up. Topanga says, Corey, I thought you were going to talk to Sean about keeping the pig. And Corey's like, "Uh, I did. Maybe it's another pig. I hear they travel in groups. Mm -hmm. The girls leave and Topanga walks up and says, look, Sean, I'm not trying to be mean. I just don't think it's fair for him to be living in an apartment. He's a farm animal. While Corey, like, looks very worried behind her. Sean's like, well, according to my new book, Farm Animals Make Great Pets... Farm animals make great pets. And Topanga <laughs> says, you love him now, but what's going to happen when he's 500 pounds sitting on a couch not moving? Sean's like, hey, I never stopped loving great Aunt Gloria. Topanga's like, it's not just me. Right, Corey? Corey deflects with, you look great, Topanga. Did I mention that? Sean's like, Corey, can you tell Topanga to back off? And Corey responds, Sean, you don't look so bad yourself. <laughs> Topanga says, Corey, you didn't answer me. Am I right or wrong? And Corey says, you're both right. Sean's like, we can't both be right. Topanga asks, whose side are you on, Corey? Corey hedges and then says to Topanga, well, yours, I guess. And she says, then let's grab a bite somewhere else. And she leaves the room. Corey says, Sean, I... And Sean's like, hey, you better go. Wouldn't want to keep your girlfriend waiting. Corey leaves and Sean feeding the pig is what we end the scene on. Mm. Yeah. I did love the farm... <laughs> According to the farm animals, <laughs> make great pets. Farm animals yeah. make great pets. <laughs> This whole episode is very complicated because, like, on one hand, I agree with Topanga, and then I agree with Sean. So it's... Mm-hmm. It, it, you I'm, are the Cory. I'm the Cory in this situation. <laughs> the trio is fun until they have to make a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also realized when watching this that this is all happening in one day still. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's been a day. <laughs> until this point, uh, or, like, the next scene, but all at one time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I find it really interesting how Sean, a person who has never uh, shown any interest in like school or learning, has n- now presumably read several books on how to keep this pig and and not read like in full probably, but like is reading books on like trying to take care of this pig. He's like feeding him things like he's very obviously taking care of the pet. Yeah. And it's important to him. And it's like so rare that we see stuff that's like. This is a Sean thing and it's important to him and he's doing it because he cares so deeply about it. And I just find that I find that really fun to watch and analyze. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about that because a couple episodes ago they were talking about Sean reading or Feeney saying like, when's the last time he picked up a book? And it was the whole Mm -hmm. joke with him being like, what? (laughs) But 
he is clearly reading so many books about this and actually yeah. cares. And it, you're right. I mean, you rarely see that, but it's like something that he just genuinely cares about, which exactly. is true with a lot of people where it's like sometimes not every single subject is going to be interesting to them. And whenever you actually like find your niche and passion, then go for it. And then you're like really mm-hmm. excited to get into it. And this just happens to be Sean's passion for this episode. <laughs> Raising a pig. <laughs> The next scene, uh, we're in the Matthews kitchen. Corey is calling Turner's place for Sean and keeps getting frustrated because he's getting the machine. His parents ask what's up as he hangs up and he says, last night at Chubby, Sean was out with this pig. Alan stops him like, hey, hey, I brought you up better than to talk like that. (laughs) Corey clarifies a real pig and he really loves it, but Topanga doesn't think he should keep a pig in the apartment and I kind of took her side. Alan asks, well, did you think she was right? And Corey says, yeah, but he's right too. Amy says, but you sided with Topanga. And Corey confirms, and Alan's like, well, of course he did. He's a guy. What else is he going to do? Amy smacks Alan in the back of the head as he laughs and says, he could have told Topanga how he felt. And Corey says, no, she would have been mad at me. And Amy's like, well, now Sean's mad. He sits down at the table, and Alan says, seriously, Corey, if you thought they were both right, you shouldn't have taken sides. Corey's like, sounds easy, but why was it so hard? And Alan says, well, being caught between your best friend and your girlfriend is tough. You're going up. It's not always easy in this world and eric just then comes on the stairs singing i'm going to yale i'm going to yale (laughs) and alan finishes it's a little easier in his world and that's the end of the scene (laughs) i mean all of this boils down to communication again folks yeah man i also like what Corey does say in one moment i think he might have said it in the last scene too but when he was like you're both right Mm -hmm. two people can also be right at the same time they just yeah that's just life there's not like one right answer for everything the world's not black and white man Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> um i think now we're going to take a quick break but we'll be right back with this little piggy right after this we'll be back with him we'll be back. This, this one little piggy <laughs> this one this one pig we'll be back with him in just a second <laughs> Hello and welcome to the mid-roll, everybody. I'm Sid. First things first, The Lost Years has a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash thelostyearspod. There are three tiers available. $2 a month is Light Nostalgic, $6 a month is Friend of the Pod, and $10 a month is Sweet Little Idiot. All tiers come with the same benefits. It's merely just a pay-whatever-level-you-want type of situation. Uh, and then the bonus content on our Patreon includes early access to episodes, bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, bi-weekly talkbacks, Patreon shoutouts right here in the middle of the episode, all that type of stuff. Once again, that is patreon.com slash thelostyearspod. We also have a coffee account. If you have a couple extra bucks at the end of the month that you want to donate, but you don't want to commit to a monthly donation with the Patreon, you can send it our way at ko-fi.com slash thelostyearspod. We appreciate you. All right, do you have water nearby? If you do, please hydrate. And if you don't, go get some and slurp on down that water slurp that water down that's what i meant to say anyway thanks for joining us and let's get back to the episode greetings scavengers network listener do not adjust your podcast adjusting apparatus this message is meant for consumer data something adjective is coming to the network very timestamp needed on february 17th 2022 get ready to join as sid colin tay and dan as they take you through the hit 1996 film space jam in the network's newest podcast it jams for the end transmission peace out cool dudes
And we're back with the next scene. We're in the calf. Sean and the pig are eating lunch. And Corey walks up and says, we got to talk. And Sean says, excuse me, I believe I'm with someone. And Corey sits down and goes, yeah, of course you are. Hey there. How's it going? Enjoying our little school? Meet any other pigs? And Sean like looks at little Corey and then back at regular Corey and says, we don't get it. And Corey <laughs> continues, look, Sean, this whole thing, I know it's kind of my fault. And I'm sorry for taking Topanga's side last night. But what's more important is we shouldn't let a little thing like this get in the way of our friendship, right? I mean, he's only a pig. Sean's like, yeah, it's only a pig to you, Topanga, and whoever abandoned him at the trailer park. Corey asks how he knows he was abandoned. And he says the trailer park manager told me his owner just drove off and left him. He's all alone, man. No home, no family, nothing. And Corey says, poor guy. And Sean continues, yeah, I know what he's going through. I've been there. Don't you see it? And Corey says, yeah, I think I do. Sean finishes, I'm not mad at you. You took your girlfriend's side. I'd have probably done the same thing. Corey smiles and says, pigs and women mad. Sean's like, yep, like my dad always said, they'll both break your heart. And that's the end of the scene. What? <laughs> the heck what kind context? of line is that? <laughs> Um, the look that there's, I don't even remember like what was being said, but Corey's talking to Sean at some point and the look that Sean gives him is so moody. I don't know if you caught uh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's literally like kind of I think head it's down. don't you see it. <laughs> he's like he's side just, like, eyeing. He's like really brooding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's very fun. But uh, this just gives it a little bit of deeper context as to why he actually cares about it. And it's so mm-hmm. sad because he connects with the pig and he is to the pig what Turner was to him. And it's yeah. just, it's this nice connection. And it's sad, everybody. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a moment where, um, like when Sean is describing it, where Corey is like, yeah, I think I do. And I'm like, Corey immediately is like, okay, I get it now. Like, I fully understand why this is important to you. Mm-hmm. And now I am here for you in this moment about this. Yeah, And I just, I love it, man. It's such a simple and like silly premise, but they're like, parallelism okay this pig is like this boy (laughs) the writers are just like do you get it (laughs) do you get it do you understand what's happening here if you don't don't worry we'll break it down some more shortly (laughs) it's gonna keep going (laughs) we're trying to make a point here um so <laughs> the next scene we are back at turner's place sean is giving the pig a bath as Corey tries to convince him to make up with topanga sean's like it's her problem i'm just trying to live my life like any normal teenager can you pass the pig shampoo <laughs> Corey hands it to him and then says look i invited her over and sean's like why would you do that and he says so she can see how much this pig means to you and how great a home this is the door buzzes and sean's like no forget it and Corey says come on i'm your friend sean goes yeah well topanga's not and Corey says just do it for me then please Sean relents and says, okay, for you, but one dig at me or little Corey and she's gone. They go to open the door and Topanga says, hi, Corey. Sean, the light bulb was out in the hallway. You may want to tell the superintendent. And Sean yells, that's it, out. And Corey's like, Sean, clearly no dig there. Sean says, I'm a little oversensitive. (laughs) Topanga starts, so Corey says, you're going to tell me why this is such a good home for the pig. Sean's like, Topanga, I don't think I have anything to prove. And Corey cuts him off and says, Sean, if I may. Topanga, Sean is one heck of a parent. In fact, just before you got here, he was bathing little Corey in that tub. Where is he? As the pig is no longer in the little basin. Sean says, he's gone. I left him in there so long he turned into broth. And Corey gestures to the open door and says, there's your answer. He walked out. 
Sean's like, Topanga, you left the door open. Topanga rebuts, that's the kind of thing that happens when a pig lives in the city. Sean says he's going to go look for him. And Corey says, I'll stay by the phone in case he calls. And Sean and Topanga both give him a look. And he says, just go. But before they can leave, Turner walks in holding the pig. And Sean says, oh, little Corey, why would you run away? And Turner says, Hunter, I found him outside heading toward the rib shack. And Sean looks at them dramatically and says, suicide. Turner hands up the pig and says, this pig has been nothing but trouble. And Topanga says, now I know I did the right thing. Sean asks what she means. And she says, I called animal control, told them there was a pig that needed a good home. Corey's like, you did what? And Sean says, Topanga, he has a good home. Come on, little Corey, let's get you out of here. To human Corey, he says, are you coming with us? Corey thinks for a second and then to Sean says, let's go. And Topanga's like, Corey. And he says, look, Topanga, you put me in the middle of something. And as much as I love you, that just wasn't right. And now to call animal control, I can't believe you would do that. Come on, Sean, we've got some serious pig hiding to do. And they leave. And Topanga stands there kind of stunned. And Turner from the kitchen asks if she's okay. And she says, Mr. Turner, I know you don't like the pig. Why do you let Sean keep it? Turner's like, I don't know. It just seems real important to him, I guess. He takes good care of the little guy. Topanga, when you've had a kind of life that Sean's had, I guess in some ways, Sean needs the pig more than the pig needs Sean. And she thinks about this and says, Mr. Turner, I think I made a big mistake. And that is the end of the scene. Yeah, you made a mistake, Topanga. I... When she said that, I I got mad at her. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, truthfully, she's being a Karen in this moment. Yeah. Okay? Like, she is not minding her own business. And she's just, like, trying to take control of a situation that has nothing to do with her mm-hmm. because of what she thinks is the best course of action. And it sucks. Yeah. It's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rewinding really quickly at the beginning of the scene when Sean, when the door opens with Topanga coming and Sean is just like, get out. And then when he says that I'm a little oversensitive, I was like, at least he's self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nice. It's very funny. It is it is a bummer that also little Corey had gotten out. Also, that's just like a thing with kids, though, like kids, dogs. Yeah. Like anything can just get out of your sight. And that doesn't mean that like you're a bad parent to it. You know, it's like that things kind of happen and it's okay. Also, not really that relevant, but that pig jumped off a very (laughs) tall counter. (laughs) It was to go out the the basin. They would have heard it. (laughs) They would have heard it. It would have been so obvious. Like it's wild. Or running by their feet because they were still standing by the door during this entire time. Right by the door. There's literally no way he could have gotten out that way. Like, I understand the premise of the scene has to be that (laughs) for this moment. But, like, there's no way they wouldn't have noticed. No way in a million years. My favorite thing, too, when Topanga was like, this is why pigs shouldn't be in the cities or, like, in in apartments or whatever. I was like, wait until until you see babe pig in the city, Topanga. (laughs) This is literally the point of a whole movie. It's the whole plot. The pig in the city is just such an evocative <laughs> phrase. I was like, babe, it's babe. It's like babe. <laughs> it is babe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I got really mad at her when she just took it upon herself to do this because it's yeah. definitely not the right thing to do. And it's just annoying because you're not even like Corey invited her over, especially to be like, this is what the situation is like and just kind of showing yeah. you not to be like, hey, Topanga, we have a real situation over here. It's not great. Like, can you get something? Can you call them or whatever? It's like, no, he's just actually trying to show you like what their life is like. And it's okay. And she had already she had already made up her mind before she got to the apartment. Like, right. this isn't right. And it's like, now I know I did the right thing. Like, eh. 
it's all bad. It's all bad and it's not okay. And I'm really glad that Corey was like, this wasn't right. What you did was not okay. Yeah. Also, when she's talking to Turner at the end and is like, why'd you let him keep it? And again, thinking back to the relationship of Sean to the pig, what is Turner Mm -hmm. to Sean? It's like, he just, he wanted to like take care of him and he just wanted to be there to support. Like, that's, it doesn't need your involvement. (laughs) Yeah. You're talking to his legal guardian who said, fine, you can keep this pig. And you, you're taking it upon yourself to be like, no, you are not good for this pig or this pig needs to be somewhere else. Like this, it's just, it's so deeply none of your business. Like it's just none of your, it made me so angry. I was like, why are you being like this? Also, because I understand like kind of being weirded out about it if it's like at school with him and everything, you know, because he yeah. did just keep bringing it around everywhere. This is literally at his home. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you're also coming into it and being like, nope, we're going to take it away. Yeah. I've already called someone. They're on the way to come take your your small, small pig out of your <laughs> possession. <laughs> oh, it's annoying. I was so mad at her. Um, so we go to the next scene. We are at the opera. Eric and Feeny are there looking very dapper. And Eric is bored and keeps complaining. Feeny tells him to hush. And he's like, I appreciate you helping me get into Yale and everything. And Feeny cuts him off and says, I couldn't get you into Yale. I couldn't get you into a Yale sweatshirt. And Eric's like, oh, well, excuse me, mister. I'll just take the tickets and not complete the other half of the deal. And Feeny says, the only deal I've ever made is to be your teacher and friend. And with that, the responsibility to help make you a better person. And Eric's like, I don't want to be a better person. I just want to party with a girl on the raft. Why does Eric think that particular girl will still be at Yale when he gets there? When did this magazine come out? Because <laughs> if like, if this is an old magazine, she's 100% not going to be there. Yeah. But even if it's like, she's just like a model, she's definitely she not going to be there. <laughs> You don't even know. You're just assuming that this girl is going to be like, it's just, he's so stupid. (laughs) Like, I know that Sean is the sweet little idiot, but also is Eric. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's just that like Sean was literally small and that's why we started calling him that. Yeah. And Eric has always been like this tall boy, but like Eric is veering into himbo. Like he's getting there. Um, Feeney says, well, you won't be doing that at Yale. And Eric goes, guess I came here for nothing. And Feeney then gives him a hypothetical in which he meets a girl who has an appreciation for culture, perhaps opera. After this evening, they'd have something to talk about. Eric thinks about this for a second, but then says, it's a nice plan, but this kind of stuff is just lost on a guy like me. He starts to get up, but then they play a popular opera song from Wagner that they've used in cartoons and Eric gets excited and decides to stay. That's all I wrote. So I think that's the end of the scene. He like does a thing to Feeney who's like, ah, this is cartoons. This is Bugs Bunny, you're way, you're way over your head. Like it's very weird. Uh, I love the two fancy lads. They look so nice yeah. just sitting together. I love that the two of them went to opera, and I love, <laughs> I love that Feeny says, "Like mm-hmm. I'm your teacher," but that he also says, "And friend," and because friend. I was like, "Oh, oh goodness, you're buds yeah, now." But I love to because he understands that Eric is not the brightest, and he's not saying I'm gonna help you be cultured for college, but also just in life, like life. the way that he says, like. When you're talking to a girl, like, he's just, I love Feeny. <laughs> he's the best. He just he's understands. The best. They're such a fantastic duo. I love these two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, I love, too, that Eric at the end is just like, no, no, no. Like, you, it's it's above, it's above your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to Feeny. This is, uh, this is Looney Tunes. <laughs> this is out of your range. Okay. <laughs> this is not for you. <laughs> I just like that Tofini, like the only responsibility he's ever had 
like for him, it's like important to him that he makes Eric, but like, you know, these kids better people. Like he's like, I just want you to be a good person out in the world. And like everything else is a side effect and that will, that is great too. But like, to me, it's just important to make you a better person. And I just think that's nice. Yeah. I just think it's neat. If you have a teacher that's especially just so into the books and like getting good grades and like not actually Mm -hmm. connecting with people, that's a big turnoff in school, you know, because if that's not your personality, it's not like all of my favorite teachers were all the ones that actually wanted to know more about us and like connect and do everything and so it's just nice nice all of your favorite teachers were people who wanted to get to know me personally (laughs) yep (laughs) they were six hour drives away or four hour drives away but we would hang out it's fine (laughs) it's just the phrasing of me being like yeah me and i was like that doesn't sound right The next scene, we are back at the Matthews. Corey and Sean are talking about hiding the pig. And Sean says, isn't hiding it here a little obvious? Corey's like, no, hiding the pig at old McDonald's house. That would be obvious. Besides, if I knew Topanga, I'll bet she didn't even call the animal control people. Who should then ring the doorbell but an animal control person? Corey says, I am just a big, fat, stupid head. And then answers the door to Richard Karn playing animal control guy Victor LaSalle. He introduces himself and by law, no, he introduces himself and says, by law, I'm required to show you my badge and opens a wallet and flashes a card. Sean's like, wait, that's your driver's license. And Victor says, I'm animal control. They don't give us badges. He walks and looks at a notebook and says, you must be Sean Hunter. And Sean's like, yeah, how'd you know? Victor says, brown hair, 5'5", five, five, answers to the name Sean Hunter. Sean goes, oh, he's good, like to Corey. <laughs> and he starts to scope out the house and says, all right, okay, let's save ourselves a lot of time, a lot of unpleasantries. You got a pig, I want him. And does like a power pose. And Sean goes, this pig you speak of, could you describe him? And Victor's like, yeah, okay, he looks like a great big lion. And Sean says, Oh, well, that's not our pig. And Corey finishes, no, because we don't have one. So, Mr. Animal Control Man, kindly vacate my home at once, or else I will be forced to call the animal control control people. (laughs) Isn't that right, my dear Sean? And Sean answers, it sure is, my little Corey. And, of course, the pig comes running down the stairs to Sean, and Sean says, okay, who shaved the dog? And Victor (laughs) radios in, we got pig, as he puts a leash on little Corey. Sean's like, yeah, you have pig. You must be real proud. Victor says, son, I'm not in this to break hearts. Problem is, this neighborhood is not zoned for pigs. But you seem like a nice kid. Tell you what, keep it on the QT. I got a 20-foot boa in my truck I can, my truck I can slip you. And John asks, is it okay if I just say goodbye to little Corey? <laughs> like, very sadly. Mm. And Victor relents, but says, don't try to run. I got a guy posted out by the back door. Corey asks, do you really? And Victor says, I don't know. Do you feel lucky? <laughs> John. Sean then sits down on the floor and says, hey, it's not goodbye. I'm going to find out where you end up and I'm going to come visit you because I know what it's like to be passed around from home to home. Here's looking at you, pig, which is very sad. Mm-hmm. And then Topanga bursts through the front door and says, you can't take this pig. And Victor looks at his notebook and says, Topanga Lawrence been going out with Corey Matthews for two months. I'm way overqualified for this job. <laughs> Sidebar. If they've only been dating for two months, that means Corey told Topanga I love you at like week four or six at most. And that's wild. Yeah. They're young. (laughs) Yeah, they're 14. It's fine. And they've known each other their whole lives, whatever. Yeah. They've been friends literally (laughs) since they were children. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Topanga says, after I spoke with you, I saw this ad in the paper for a lost pig. So I called its owners. Now you don't have to take them away. Isn't that great, Sean? And Corey's like, 
why is it great? And Sean adds, yeah, I still lose little Corey. It doesn't matter who the owner is. It's not me. Benga says, here's the owner. And in walks Turner. He introduces himself to Victor and says, I got a place outside the city and this little guy ran off. Belongs to my boy, Zed. And everyone stands to Pango, says, Zed? And Victor asks, this really your pig? Turner's like, nah, my arc is outside and I'm one pig short. And Victor says, all right, that's it. Hands over your head. We're going downtown. Turner, like, very earnestly is like, are you kidding me? And Victor says, yes, I am. You know, two can play the sarcasm game. <laughs> all right, here's your pig. Give my best to Zed. Then to Sean says, that offer for the 20-foot boa. It's still good. Sean says, I'll think about it. You got a card? Victor says, yeah, right. I don't even have a badge. And leaves. <laughs> and Turner hands Sean the leash and says, Hunter, I must really like you. Sean thanks him and Turner leaves. It's been four seconds since Victor left. He's going to see Turner without the pig. Yeah. Why? Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Sean says, Topanga, I thought I couldn't give little Corey a good home. Why'd you change your mind? And she says a couple of things. First, it's not my pig. It's yours. He says, there's a start. She continues, and that I've known you as long as I've known Corey. So you're not just my boyfriend's friend. You're my friend, too. He hugs her. And then Corey says, you know what? I think the pig's tearing up. And they all crouch down to hug and pet the pig. And that is what we end the episode on. Cute little hug between pals at the end of the yeah. scene. Um, <laughs> also, just at the beginning of the scene, when Richard Karn walked in, he, who, again, if you don't know this, is Al from Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that he didn't get more of a reaction, considering that Home Improvement was on TV and also a big deal at that time period. That is true. I will say when I first saw him, I thought he was Billy Mays. Oh, he's not. And I was like, <laughs> I had to look him up. <laughs> It just strikes me because, like, a lot of times whenever they have just guests come on. Guest stars, yeah. They will cheer. Like, the audience cheers. And I was like, why not Richard Karn? (laughs) Immediately he came on screen and I was like, ow. (laughs) (laughs) Which, but yeah, that was on the exact same network and was also a big deal in the 90s. So what the heck? Yeah, they just, maybe they hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Every single portrayal also of animal control on TV is always this way. Yeah. And they're just, just over, <laughs> overzealous. Very dramatic. Like wannabe cops or detectives. It's very strange. Yeah. I love Sean's little joke about the, okay, who shaved the dog? Because I was like, yeah. Sean, I've even seen shaved dogs in real life and they don't look like they that. They don't look like pigs. They don't look like <laughs> damn pigs. They don't have snouts. <laughs> they don't have snouts. <laughs> like in that way. And they don't have, they're not all pink. <laughs> No. Anyway, I just like Topanga actually comes around yes. and says exactly what the problem was. She's just like, exactly. it's not mine. Which I wish that everybody who uh, was like Topanga in this episode could be. <laughs> could just like think, have a little bit of introspection and be like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Is what I'm doing correct? <laughs> <laughs> if the answer is no, stop. Maybe stop. <laughs> That's the lesson oh, this week. <laughs> That's it. The lesson is stop, actually. <laughs> All right, real quick, and credits. Eric loves the opera and is cheering for more. Feeny wants to leave. They've apparently done eight encores, and my dear old Feeny is tired. Eric's excited about this whole new world of culture he's been opened up to. He starts asking about other artsy things they can do, like ballet and philharmonic, and Feeny's like, yes, that we can go do all those things, but I want to leave. And Eric says, I can't leave until something really big happens. Feeny's like, nothing happens. It just ends. And then another opera singer starts going, singing something I guess he doesn't know, and Eric's like, okay, we can go now. That's the end of the episode. I love that Eric pitches more time to hang out, and Feeny's yeah. still like, yeah, 
we can do that. Sure. As long as we leave right now, we can do all those things you want to do. I'm tired. Let's go home. But yeah, we'll keep hanging out. (laughs) That's very cute. Well, what was the lesson, Sid? Well, I mean, there's a part about it that is communicating when you don't agree about something. Uh, Mm -hmm. But then there's this other part about not leaving your friends behind once you do start seeing someone. This, These are just little polls I have because, like, friendships outside your relationship are still important to have. Very true. And also, just if it's not your business, don't make it your business <laughs> unless they ask you for your opinion on something. Mm-hmm. Don't just assume that you have the right answer because you probably don't. <laughs> it's just it's none of your business. Just let people do their own thing. Yeah, man. That's a great one. One of the things, this is not part of the lesson. Mm -hmm. Your lesson was great. Um, One of the things that I loved about this episode is how often they clearly had like pig food in their hands. (laughs) That they were just like, I need the pig to be involved with me right now. Please get out of my hand. It is integral to the the plot. I need it. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Like when Topanga walks up and she just immediately puts her hand in the pig's face. And I'm like, you all have pig food. (laughs) But also, it's a very well-trained pig. Yeah. It w- I've heard pigs are very smart. Yes. Which is... they are kind of like dogs. Which is fantastic when Sean's been reading up and actually trying to learn how to, to have it in his house. Yeah. Because then the pig is actually being receptive to it. That's also the thing. If the pig was, like, just doing its own thing, I would understand yeah. if, like, Sean, you can't take care of the pig. But, like, the pig was... The responding to him yeah he's happy the pig is good the pig is having a great time like he's being <laughs> taken care of he's eating he's clearly being clean like he's it's a it's fine the pig is fine the pig is happy yeah unless like you get other people's perspectives though just really just mind your own business because yeah, as soon as Corey heard sean's perspective on it he was like i understand you now and now yeah. i'm gonna back off yeah and that was good be like Corey. <laughs> be, be like Corey, man he is the audience surrogate in this moment. Yeah, I can't say that about most things in right. the show, but <laughs> most be episodes. like Corey in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of the show. We've done it. Woo-hoo. We are here. Welcome. At the ending, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Lost Years Pod. Uh, we share always when the episodes drop. We share fun memes, and then we also ask what you're nostalgic for. Uh, this time, uh, it's the time of year when most kids have spring break. So I wanted to know, what was your favorite spring break memory? At Hannah Noel said, we always used to go visit my B great grandma in Louisiana on spring break. I absolutely loved it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good family trips. Uh, at Cal's Calzone's front of the pod. Front of the pod. Said, I never really went anywhere special for spring break, but me and the gang would always pull all-nighters gaming and stuff. Those were the best. Yeah. I remember when I could do all-nighters. I can't now. I know, Taking a test to that. (laughs) I fell asleep when we were hanging out. (laughs) So many times she would just fall asleep. She'd be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, Sid, you're not fine. She's like, no, no, no. We can do one more. One more episode. I'm like, okay. And I would start it. She would just immediately be asleep. (laughs) I was horizontal. It was like 1 a.m. and I was horizontal and trying my best. I am very reasonably a night person, but like anytime I did pull an all-nighter in college, I would immediately get sick after, like yeah. without fail. Wow, it's hard. <laughs> uh, hey, Sherry Pan said, a class trip to D.C. in eighth grade. My late grandfather paid for the trip, but passed before I got to go. So I went all out on taking photos and making memories with him in mind. Oh, that's really lovely, That's really sad, Sherry. Sherry. Oh, I'm so sorry. 
But also, that's a great memory. Yeah, and a lovely way to remember him. Yeah. And honor him. We love love you. you. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we got. Okay. Do I have, I don't know if I have a spring break memory. I'm trying to think of like, because realistically, the last like, I would say, I mean, pre-pandemic. So the the four years, three or four years pre-pandemic, I would go visit my, my sisters and my dad um, for spring break because my sister uh, moved to Texas. And so I would just go down there. Like I went down for her prom one year and then, um, well, this isn't spring break, but then I went down for her graduation. I went down for just like to hang out the year before that so yeah that's mainly what i did and then i i'm trying to think if we ever did like a trip or anything yeah but i don't feel like i did it was just nice to have a week off i mean even in college like especially in college really it was just like really nice to not have to go to school for a week (laughs) sleep in yeah i asked the question but i also had the thought of did i do anything for spring break um Mm. because a lot of my friends would go like to florida and just everyone was just off elsewhere yeah especially because in michigan and just the north in general it can still be really cold in oh yeah in march yeah so yeah people just flee to the south the one that i do remember actually now that i'm thinking about this my family growing up was not the wealthiest at by any means but my dad through his company he he like qualified for this trip somehow Mm. and it was a trip to Costa Rica that was at the Four Seasons down in Costa Rica. <gasps> and so my whole family got to go. And it was like the craziest. I've never had an experience like oh, that. Like the it Four was, Seasons is swanky. Yeah, it is. And rich I, was in, I was in eighth grade and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, but we went. Am I allowed to be here? <laughs> yeah, I felt weird. They would always come up to us at the pool of like, what would you want to drink? And I was like, could I get a milkshake? And they were like, right away. And just come back. <laughs> with it and i was like what <laughs> what is happening shake? yeah That's... now it's funny to me now because i'd be like i would get a cocktail or something right, but i was yeah, like yeah. could i have a chocolate milkshake please <laughs> <laughs> it's very like i am a kid and somebody is asking me what i want and they can get me anything and i want a milkshake <laughs> i really just want this milkshake please that's um, so cute. But yeah, it was so crazy because like we walked into our hotel room and there was this nice like screened in patio. But then like right outside our the patio were monkeys up in the tree and like <gasps> oh my God. iguanas just running around. And I was like, what? <laughs> wow. And um, yeah, they had like a teen center where a lot of us older kids all hung out. I went like windsurfing for the first time there. That was wow. wild. This and is a great spring break. Yeah, I completely had forgotten about that until I was yeah. like, what did I do? um but if we're talking about most memorable spring break though well besides that that was Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was nice my senior year of college all of my friends went to florida but i had to get my wisdom teeth taken out so i was stuck at home during my senior year spring break getting my wisdom teeth. (laughs) wow that's so sad i'm so sorry so that's i i vividly remember that because not being able to do anything but also the pictures that i took of it and all the videos with it (laughs) are some of my favorites that are on my phone still we never did like i mean we must have but nothing that i can really remember that was specifically like this was my spring break so my i don't really have an answer i did like just lounging whenever i was able to on breaks because kind of nice just hang out i was probably working realistically i didn't have to wake up at like six to go to school Mm -hmm. (laughs) When mm-hmm. school started at 7 or 7.30, whatever god-awful nightmare that yeah. was. 
Ah, well, thank you for those submissions. It's lovely to hear. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, you can email us at thelostyearspod at gmail.com. Tell us what you're nostalgic for. Tell us how you're feeling. Tell us how you like the show. If you have any <laughs> questions for us, we probably will start like actively doing our like bi-weekly talk bags. We should probably start doing those now. Um, so oh, if yeah. you have any questions you want to ask us, um, send them in. And we'll answer them on our Patreon, which we've you've already heard about, so I won't keep talking about that. Um, but yeah, email us, thelastyearspod at gmail.com, and we, we, depending on what it is, might read your email on the show. You can also rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It helps you find the show. Tell a friend that you like us and that you want them to listen because we're pretty fun. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I don't know if you've been listening, but like, we're pretty fun. We're okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, thank you to the Scavengers Network for having us on the network. You can check out other cool shows like Myth Takes and Blink and You'll Miss It on www.scavengersnetwork.com. Um, our personal handles are in our show handles, but if you want to find me, twitch.tv slash it's Taycrow, T-A-Y-Y-C-R-O. Um, that's the best place to find me on the internet. And my Twitter. I've been tweeting a lot lately. <laughs> but yeah, Twitch. It's fun. We're having a good time over there. So come hang out. Yeah, I am on TikTok at Sudsley, but I'm also going to promote my Twitch at the end here, which is <gasps> Hell yeah. Hi. Twitch.tv slash Sudsley. Um my two other people on the network, uh on the Scavengers Network, Dan Spencer and our very own friend of the pod, Cal's Calzones, as yes. Dan and I are doing a Let's Play of Stardew Valley pretty much bi-weekly every Sunday, every mm-hmm. other Sunday. That's the that's the phrasing that's, of it. Yeah, that's and bi-weekly. I said bi-weekly every Sunday, and I was like, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but every other Sunday, and it's, it's a very fun time. We made Monstar Farm because of, it jams for thee and mm-hmm. we're just playing as aliens that are trying to farm so it's fun as and i are starting a portal 2 let's play this How weekend am I not involved in any of this video game stuff i'm very jealous <laughs> <laughs> they're like more let's plays that i know that i was going to reach out to you about and just like other people as well nice <laughs> just for more bigger group stuff but these two things are happening, and I'm going to be playing them on Sundays and I think Fridays. And I don't know what else I'm doing yet, if anything. But Portal's going to be just, great. Portal's a fun time. I'm excited I'm really for excited. you guys to play Portal. But yeah, that's that's very fun. And if you don't see it and you somehow miss it on my Twitch, then they're going to be on the Scavengers Network YouTube channel. So come hang. Yay! And or come, just come watch it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. That's fun. I think that's it. We're now competing. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'd clearly lose. You've been doing no. this for a year. <laughs> You'd be surprised, Sid. Ugh. All right. Well, until next time. You're Ted. You're Sid. Just like it's always been. What else do you need to know? Goodbye, fam. Bye, fam. Go to therapy. <laughs> the Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.